All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to Tonecast number 79. It's Marco here uh, from the Porter team. I'm here uh, with Brian, and we're getting ready to do another excellent podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah. This has been fun to have more shows, and we actually had two shows in one week last week, which was pretty fun. And, and uh, yeah, we're back here recording recording some stuff. Like you said, we got a, we got a fun show, and, and as we've been scheduling these podcasts, we've had to pivot a little bit. We've had some different guests to uh, have to reschedule. We've had to reschedule some things, and so here we are. We're going to talk about a couple uh, cool topics today. And um, Marco, why don't you mention the pickup chooser and tell people kind of that experience of the pickup chooser before yeah. we get started? Yeah, totally. So if you go onto the website, there's a whole little pickup chooser section, and you can go and fill out a little form and what your gear is, what your situation is, what you're kind of looking for, and then either I or Brian will reach out to you and either via phone or email. You know, it's hard to nail somebody down via phone sometimes these days and you never know when to call but we do our best to reach out and really listen to the needs of the player and you know just really listen just i don't know i was talking to a guy this last week and you know we really scrutinized some details and then ultimately we ended up going with something pretty simple straightforward anthem paf with the metal braid but just you know it was really cool to just sit there and talk to the guy and really listen to what what he was going for. And I think that really makes a difference when you're getting a pickup made and built. And I don't know if you get that extra, extra step, that extra 5% or something. Yeah. Just talking to the the people that are going to be making it. I think that's, that's been something we've kind of always been about, but we've been able to consolidate it into a form that helps us actually, there's some keywords that we're looking for and there's, there's, um, you know, different answers about your gear and that stuff we're looking for and that, that just helps us a lot. And I'm totally with you. I love love chatting with people, love emailing people about, you know, hey, this is this is really cool. And then then we like getting the feedback after a while. It's a couple of weeks they got the set in, they're they're jamming out and they're liking it. That's that's really cool for us. Kind of that uh that next phase of just inspired guitar players, basically. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. So that's that's been really cool, man. It's been good to to have some help with that, to be honest, you know, I've been kind of carrying the load through the summer of, of doing the pickup choosers and all that, but it's something we really value. We really want to put that customer experience up near the top of our, our priorities. So that's, that's super cool. Um, so fill it out. Like Marco said, fill it out. One of us will get a hold of you and we're more than happy to, uh, to assist you And it. And it is, um, you know, we always say it's free of charge. There's no obligation. So you can ask, any questions you want, and we will help you out uh, with a recommendation, and and you can take our recommendation or or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the beauty of it. We're not going to hard sell you on anything because um, we don't like being hard hard sold on on you know TV or yeah, internet anything. or whatever. Yeah. So, like you know, imagine like the two of us showing up at some guitar player's house. You know, have you heard about? Porter pickups with a and, suitcase full yeah, of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Open up the suitcase and be like, would you like to try the Anthem PAFs today? That just seems that seems what it, it that, that's like what it feels like when you get those Sometimes, yeah. those things. Although I think maybe some guitar players might be interested if we started doing that. Door to door pickup sales. Yeah. <laughs> hmm, maybe I should write that down. But. Maybe yeah, maybe there's a whole new business thing that we've been missing <laughs> out on this whole time. Well man, we got we got a huge um, bunch of topics to run through. So we're gonna we're going to do our best. We are going to jump around a little bit. So hang with us, guys, as we go through these topics. A lot of exciting things. Um, a lot of news of the day. We've got some discussions later in the podcast. We'll get to those in a minute. But 
Marco, let's start off with this big announcement from the NAM show about the winter show now is being moved to the summer. So I'm assuming they're not going to call it Winter NAM, but maybe they still will. Yeah. Um, like the Olympics were the 2020 Olympics that happened this summer. So I don't know if they're going to do it that way, but but they moved the show. So they moved the winter Anaheim show to now in, in June. So um, kind of what was your first reaction when you heard about that? Well, I mean, to me, it just really spoke to the the weight of the times that we're all in. And we're like, oh, wow, that's a big thing. And for a lot of us in the industry, that was always something that we were looking forward to, even if it was just waiting for the NAM coverage to hit YouTube or whatever, you know, because it was exciting to see what was going to come out next year. And, and every industry has really felt just the stuff that has happened the last year and two years. So it really says like, wow, that's really rattled even the bigger, the biggest of cages. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it just is really like, wow, okay. So now we're definitely playing a different ball game. And, and I know that we've even talked about like, man, we were even like at kind of one of the last NAM shows of the before <laughs> times, you know? Yeah. And now every NAM show after that is going to be a different experience. Yeah, you're right. And, and that's something we'll go over in a, in a second. Cause I think it's, you know, the more that you say that, the more it kind of settles in. It's like, yeah, we were at the 2020 NAM show and not even four to six weeks later after we returned from that show, then everything kind of hit the fan with the the virus stuff and shutdowns and all that. So it literally, I mean, if they would have had that surge any sooner, um, we wouldn't have gotten to that show. It's definitely very interesting. Um, I think it's, my first reaction was like, well, I've heard that, you know, Summer Nam was very low, lowly attended. I saw a bunch of photos of it being very sparse and understandably so with people having concerns and, and even people just having limitations, getting travel limitations and getting there. But this to me seems like they're pushing it off because, you know, at this point now, winter seems too soon, Yeah, you know, with everything that's going on. And um, I know for the last probably two or three months, they had been sending emails out saying, hey, what do you think about the winter show? Kind of trying to gauge interest. I got emails from NAM. I got emails from other manufacturers who were actually polling their dealers to say, hey, are you even going to be there? Kind of like, do we even need to go kind of language that was kind of under the surface. It wasn't really framed that way. But um, so a lot of people, including us, you know, we sent a response saying, hey, I, I you know, as our company, it's, it's pretty expensive um, for us to go. We're not sitting on a ton of cash reserves. And um, for us to go to that show, it was a lot of money and a lot of time and, and hopefully a lot of, you know, hopefully a lot of returns. But knowing that there may be less people there, they may, there may be, you know, restrictions or social distancing or something, something like that. It just seemed like it was going to be too many hoops to jump through probably for the same amount of money, Mm -hmm. um, to either have less people there or to have restrictions or, you know, you know, exhibiting guitar where potentially someone could not touch it or, you know, we can't be too close to talk to you about something and maybe we have to wear masks and, and I can't understand what you're saying because there's so much noise in the room, you know, like I'm not, I'm not trying to paint like the worst case scenario, but to, to plunk down the money and have to jump through all those hoops, I think would be uh, concerning for me um, as, you know, of course the, the point of going there is networking and having fun, but kind of need to uh, come home with orders <laughs> after the show too. So 
Um, do you think? Um, do you think it's kind of a like a? I mean, I've, I'm hearing some people saying this is the beginning of the end for the Nam show, and essentially they're canceling. From what I understand, they're canceling Nashville Summer Nam. I would I would assume they're not going to do a show like a month apart. Yeah. Um, so what do you think that's kind of saying about where the Nam shows at and kind of what? They're the tough spot. I mean, honestly, they're in a tough spot. Yeah, they're totally kind of on a squeeze. And I mean, I, it seems that Anaheim was always kind of the one that was the bigger of the shows because there's that massive convention center, you know. Um, so maybe they just kind of, yeah. It's like, but to me, it's kind of like when they when we heard that Gibson was going bankrupt and when Guitar Center was going be bankrupt. I mean, I'm still seeing both of those things. Or I don't know. The companies have a way of of making you know, figuring it out and stuff. But yeah, it really shows like, oh man, maybe they just are trimming the fat and they're they're closing down the smaller one and they're like, okay, this is the one we got to put all the energy into. And because yeah, it, it probably is going to be the same amount of money and investment for, for everybody, if not more, you know, even just, I'm sure everything is a lot, going to be a lot more expensive now. Um, just because of all of the extra hoops and, and infrastructure that goes goes into the travel and stuff these days, so... Yeah, I'm seeing the just the, just the thought of kind of seeing the Nam, uh, call them the Nam police, right? The sound, the sound police, yeah. and they're going to have to be, you know, mask police or like, hey, you guys are With too close. Or, yeah, here's a sanitizer. <laughs> you look like around. you need it or something like that. So, I don't know. I I mean, I, I assume that they're going to have a plan for all that stuff and trying to, you know, keep people safe and and have the show go on. But I've even heard that there's still still challenges with. Um, you know, international flights and stuff like that. And you yeah. know, last year or 2020, I guess still last year, it feels like six years ago. Um, but we were in the basement. And so there's a lot of international companies down in the basement with us. And um, yeah, it just, it became like this, you know, are these people going to be there? Are we going to get dealers from across the country or is it going to be more regional? I've heard, I've heard there's rumblings, you know, like maybe NAMs are like, Regional NAMs, maybe there's one in Chicago, maybe there's a you know a Northwest mm. NAM or something like that, and um, that's kind of a cool way to think about it. Maybe they pivot a little bit and you know get regional gear companies together and and create kind of these mini shows, yeah. Um, that hopefully would be cheaper for the manufacturers that want to come because that that kind of helps pay the bills for them and sponsorships and all that stuff. So it seems yeah. like this big machine that maybe. Maybe he's having a little bit of uh, mechanical issues, you know, just due to the times. I can't, you know, I don't envy the position they're in and trying to make these decisions. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's talk about our experience at the last Nam show. So we went in 2020, like we mentioned. Um, I would say if I just had to sum it up really quickly, that it was a as a it was a positive experience for us. It was a good show for us. We came out of the show ahead, and we developed some contacts and relationships that still are are going today. Um, but what would be kind of your take on how that how that show went? It's just ironic that you said like that was probably the last regular Nam, and I'm like, I never even thought about it that way. But yeah, could be true. It hadn't quite sunk in, and then I mean, it wasn't even until I almost got back that I realized it. But yeah, overall, I had just such a positive experience, and it was just such a it was such a dream to be able to be there and and go there and and talk to Seymour Duncan, like shake his hand and and see his awesome get up. I mean, there's a picture out there somewhere we've, we've got. I have to come through. <laughs> he's but. got a hat and a soft pretzel. Yeah. And he's mun- cool. munching on it while we take a photo with him. The coolest like. guy. So cool. <laughs> like Joe cool. But that was, so that was just such a, 
full circle experience for me. And, and yeah, like you said, we met a lot of cool people and people that we still kind of are in communications with today. So I think it was totally worth the effort. And especially now that we kind of look back and we're like, whoa, you know, what if we didn't go and right. Maybe we would have, you know, gotten stuff done here at the shop because yeah, that's the other thing is like going was also an investment of the time and, you know, for us, that's still kind of small. It, it us that it's us that moves it, but it's yeah. also us that went. So we had to like put the pause on everything. Yeah. And so yeah, we got a few that. Where's my order? I'm like, we're at the Nam show. It's like, oh man, yeah. Your order is sitting in digital land right now while we're trying to sell pickups in California. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I think for me, it was like, um, yeah, it was a good experience and and good to be there. Um, it does feel like. You know, ultimately, it is a risk because you're you're plunking down the money and you're you're hoping. Uh, you know, I think I think we spent somewhere between twelve and fifteen thousand dollars to be at the Nam show, um, which is not a lot for some people, but for us, that's you know that's a bit of a stretch to try to. You know, we had I think we had six of us, five mm-hmm. or six of us, so so we had to rent a house um, in Anaheim, and then we we had meals and we had all that stuff, and it just. It just was like adding up, and we 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 got through the whole thing without a ton of like. I know some people get like, you know, you got to buy this chair for four hundred dollars or a carpet or whatever. We did pretty good about kind of avoiding the extra fees there because that I was certainly worried about that. Like, mm-hmm. I come over and be like, your carpet's not approved, and and here's a here's a you know you got to go down and buy a carpet at this station and. Yeah, um, I've heard stories of that happening before, mm-hmm. and our booth was very easy to set up. It was there really was no setup, which helped a lot too. But uh, I think for for me too is just as I look at it, um, as of right now, here we sit like September, um, ten months away is the Nam show now, and I'm I'm pretty confident we won't be going at this point. Things could change, um, but for us to just kind of. You know, I think a lot of people are in the wait and see mode. Let's see what happens with the show as it reopens. Um, it used to be like all the releases were planned around the Nam show, and now you're seeing companies just kind of doing their own release, and they're not they're not relying on the show to kind of convert um, their new buyers and stuff like that. Um, I think that everyone seems to be like bummed out about the networking part, like seeing your friends in the industry, and that was kind of a good gathering place to see that. So I think that's going to be the thing that most people will. We'll probably miss, yeah. I would say. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go into a little uh, announcement here of our custom shop. We kind of teased it last time. We we said, hey, we got this custom shop stuff ramping back up. So our first release um, in uh, first release, we have a lot of stuff in the custom shop. <laughs> our next release is the uh, the gold foils that we've got. Um, we are really excited about them, um, excited about what what they sound like. We've got some fancy stuff under the hood. So Marco, why don't you kind of share what these pickups are, maybe the specs of these pickups first, and then we'll kind of go go through some of the, the other stuff. Well, yeah, so it's a gold foil. So I, I think, you know, we wanted to hit kind of that traditional gold foil sound. And so we just kind of scrutinized some of the details as to the 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 build of the of the pickup there. So we do have a a ceramic magnet in there and that's kind of the the basis of it and then we also have some 44 gauge wire in there it's a super you know super tiny tiny wire so it's fun working with it and uh <laughs> fun, by fun you mean very annoying and difficult but <laughs> yeah super fun 
give it a, give it a shot. It's super thin, and uh, I don't know. And so the ones that we built and for the demo guitar, we we loaded in something with splits on it, and I think that really highlights to the the pickup itself and really the versatility of the pickup because it isn't maybe wound how you would think traditionally gold foil and and that's the kind of thing we like to do is kind of take the platform but then you know do our own take on it and bring our own elements to the table so i don't know and we also have this cool thing where we can cut out different designs and you know you can get some diagonal lines or uh what brian likes to call the the, the cheeseburger the burger just makes me hungry looking at it yeah. you'll see these photos we're, we're probably in the next week or two we'll have the the custom shop stuff release. So if you have no idea what we're talking about with the burger and the the slants and stuff like that, you'll see what we're doing with these pickups. Um, you mentioned the guitar we loaded them in. Um, I guess talk about that guitar. We we actually talked a little bit about it last week in our favorite guitars to mod show that we did. Uh, but maybe talk about that guitar and kind of the features of that guitar that are going to help us show off these gold foils. Yeah, and so it's a PRS. Um, I I already forget the model. It's some SE model. It's a 2408. 2408. Yes. Specifically. So, and it's a, a beautiful lime green. It reminds me of like key lime pie almost, but it's got <laughs> individual splits for each of the uh, the humbuckers. It's a double humbucker guitar. So um, you can really, really get a lot of tones out of that thing, like split one of the humbuckers and then be in the middle position or, you know, split them both. And then you almost get like that, that telly spank or something. So, I really, I really like that guitar for that versatility, and I don't know. I think that's something that yeah. Obviously, you'll see the in the video clips kind of what what the platform is, and yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting uh, getting used to all the different guitars as we uh, we saw in the video and in the recording of the video. It's just getting used to all the different placement of stuff. And yeah. I remember we couldn't find the switch for a while. We we're like, where where is it? <laughs> yeah, we're used to we're used to toggle switches being like near the electronics, and this is. Back, you know, back a little farther in a different yeah. zip code. <laughs> that's what someone said. Different zip code. I'm like, that's a good way to put it. Um, it's definitely not like it's something you probably would get used to, but it almost feels like it'd take a little bit longer to get used to just um, based on the guitars that we like to play normally. Yeah, it's just funny, but it, it's a beautiful <laughs> guitar and, and it really is an excellent platform for, for these pickups. And I'm excited for you guys to hear them and see what you think. Definitely. So if you go to our Instagram page, Instagram.com backslash Porter Pickups, you can hear a teaser shot of the gold foils and we'll go ahead and play that uh, clip for you now. So that was just a quick, clean sound clip of the new gold foil pickups. And you can hear, probably in that clip as well, um, you can hear the the toggle switch being, maybe you can hear the toggle switch actually in the clip, but you can hear like a fuller and then a thinner th sound. And that's actually the, the splits happening. So neck pickup and then split. I believe it actually starts with a bridge pickup, if I remember right. And then it's split sound. So full, then split, then onto the neck and full and split. So... 
you can kind of hear that as it goes. So if you hear a, a drop in volume or, or tone, that's actually the split sound of the gold foil. So hopefully that gives you an idea just listening to it, uh, what, what they sound like. All right, so we're going to jump into our last topic. Um, this is kind of, we were going to do just a singular show on this one, but with all the stuff that's going on and then in the news of the guitar world and then new products and all that, we're going to just kind of put this at the end. Um, definitely not not intentional, but uh, we have to have a conversation about pricing. And that's a that's always a weird thing. Um, we've been debating for the last probably six to eight weeks maybe or so of what do we do with our pricing for our pickups. And and this is something where our pricing has stayed the same for several years now. And as many people know, the, the manufacturing costs are going up in the industry. Um, I know you're seeing parts come in to, to our shop from suppliers that are... Um, Subpar, I guess, would be the best way to to say it, right? They're not yeah. uh, they're not very oh, I say they're not very good, but maybe the covers have scratches. Maybe the you know we've had some issues with uh, base plates actually being they haven't been fully stamped flat, so they actually been curved, and we've had to rebend some of those and just just things we haven't really seen before. And I think it's people catching up and and all that. So this this is kind of like the first domino in the pricing discussion is is inventory gets more expensive we're also i mean in in a few cases we've had to literally throw away some inventory that's come in um and that's real fun right Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's 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 super exciting to just throw away money basically but some stuff has been unusable and and it's just like we're chasing these suppliers and trying to keep the quality where we want it um but would you say that's kind of been been your experience just as you've been back for a couple weeks now just kind of like seeing <laughs> seeing stuff doesn't look quite like it used to when it came in the door. Definitely. And just like, I mean, we were talking about the NAMM show and everybody's feeling this. And then I think we everybody's feeling it on this end too. And just, you know, it almost seems like, the you know, I'm scrutinizing the details, sure, but it seems like the plating isn't as thick or, you know, just little things like that. Yeah, the stuff's coming in bent or, you know, screw holes are, aren't quite right. You know, little things like that. So that's... It adds just one more hurdle to the day, but you know that's something that we've always had that on some small scale little things here or there, and now <laughs> we've just gotten have, having to adapt it at, at jumping over these things. So yeah, and we, we we pride ourselves on having good lead times and and sending out quality stuff, and that's still the case. Nothing's leaving the shop that we're not proud of, uh, but it it just this these little things where. One change in their manufacturing changes the way that, you know, we had a batch of covers that were really difficult to solder onto the base plates. And normally that's not a problem at all. But then all of a sudden we have these cover issues and and then the covers are bulging and so they're not fitting in pickup routes. And just all these weird things that have been coming up and it's kind of like, all right, now, now what? Because we kind of have to address those issues when they when they show up. Um, but I think, you're, I think you're right. I think we're overcoming some of that stuff. But that kind of contributes to that cost. Um, not only that, but a few shows ago, I mentioned just kind of cost of living, uh, wages, rent, all these things. Um, all of them are creeping up, and it's to the point now where our our business is more expensive than ever to run, and we want to keep everyone employed and and paid. And so we're we're trying to. You know, I'm sitting here looking at this this price points and I'm trying to stay kind of in the the middle to the upper middle 
range and the price point. I don't want to be the most expensive pickups out there, but um, I can't sell them at the prices that some other large companies can sell them at. So we found this kind of middle ground. Our prices just went into effect um, early September. So everything that's on the website is current to the the actual price. Most most of our pricing went up about $5 a pickup, um, $5 to $10, uh, up to $15 maybe a set of pickups. So we tried our hardest not to increase it, but um, even we're, we're seeing that from suppliers. You know, they're saying, hey, by the way, next order it's 20% more for your copper wire this this for month. The same. Or, yeah. yeah, for the same amount. So we're like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's $80 every wire spool or something like that, but that's that adds up over the amount of spools that we buy every year. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's a challenge, and I think we're, we want to have this price point that's that's fair, but um, understanding that we're in this challenging time of still making stuff in the USA and and trying to uh, deliver that quality. So I think just you know as we as we talk about this is obviously like this weird. I don't I don't want to say it's uncomfortable, but it's like something we hate. We don't I don't like raising prices, um, mm-hmm. but we definitely feel like we kind of got cornered a little bit and and I can't absorb. You know, I can't absorb everything that's coming in and and just just send it back out. But just just know that we're committed to quality. We're committed to um, the end result being great. And if that requires us to spend more to make that happen, um, we're not we're not just raising prices to you know to feed a car buying habit or something. Yeah. Like, you know, we're we're not getting rich doing this thing, obviously. So, um, but we're we're doing our best to kind of keep with um, keep with the times and. And make sure everyone's taken care of, and so that's that's kind of just an important thing for us. I know that we, as we've kind of been back and just you and I talk every week about this, trying to like figure out where we're going and what we're trying to do. Um, yeah, all that stuff kind of is is important, and it adds up. So yeah, so you know, at the same time, just thank you all for your continued support, and just the people that are listening to this right now, and the people that are filling out the pickup chooser form that we're doing our best to reach out. I mean, we, we have to wear a lot of hats. And so thanks for your patience, everybody. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's good to be here in this situation. And I mean, it's possible because of all, all you guys. So yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, yeah. We don't want to forget that. That's good. Yeah. And I, I think it's like, yeah, you mentioned like, just thanks for your patience. I think that's important too. Cause, um, a lot of times we're, we have these quoted lead times on our website and people really want stuff and we totally understand it when you know when we order gear ourselves from somewhere else we want it we want it right away you know mm-hmm. uh, but we we do pride ourselves on on making sure everything is quality and and we keep some inventory but we also custom wind a whole bunch of stuff for a lot of people so that that's always an ebb and flow um this week is a great example we're cutting crazy Materials. We're we're making new designs. We're fixing designs, and we're still trying to keep up with our regular orders and all that. So, a lot of chaos, but um, I think it's a fun chaos. I, you kind of mentioned that yesterday. Yeah, like it's been a good week. Like a lot, it, of, <laughs> lot of different stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. But we're excited to release these uh, these gold foils. If you like them, um, we are definitely going to have them out very soon. If you absolutely have to have one, shoot us an email. We'll uh, we'll make it happen. And uh, we don't really do fancy official releases. We like to have the video and all that other stuff, but um, we just want to we want to find a set that that fills a purpose and also happens to look really cool at the same time. So, yeah. um, any final thoughts before we uh, sign off here? Or 
I know we're lining up uh, again. We mentioned last time we're lining up a bunch of interviews, so I'm looking forward to that. We've got uh, we've got some good ones coming up. Yeah, some good shows on the horizon, and yeah, just keep your eyes peeled for all the fun stuff in the Porter Corner. Awesome. Thank you guys again for listening. <laughs>